challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. So glad you've joined me. I'm excited about the times in which we live. I think there's a great surge of noble manhood happening worldwide, and men are wanting to emerge from this COVID-19 season and from these riots that have been happening in protest and be good men and be change agents in the society and be the men they're meant to be. So I want to talk to you real quick uh, about an image that I want you to have in your mind regarding good and noble and great manhood. Uh, We may recall that perhaps our fathers, and I do not mean to be insulting, or perhaps the images that we see on TV with old Leave it to Beaver 1950s shows and so on, uh, showed a man who got up and went to work, came home, got his beer or his iced tea, sat down with the newspaper and watched TV, and basically was served from that point on in his evening. If we were allowed to see their week in life, you might have seen him mowing the yard. More likely the boys did it. Um, You might have seen him taking his wife out to dinner. Uh, But for the most part, a man was portrayed as a relatively single dimension guy. He had one blade on his knife, so to speak. He worked, he came home, and because he worked, he was basically perceived as uh, deserving when he got home. People uh, handed him, you know, a smoking jacket in some cases. And the TV show Father Knows Best, he used to put a smoking jacket on and then smoke his pipe. Uh, He was given a drink. Dinner was served to him. Uh, Sometimes the kids even brought in slippers. Uh, And it was as though because he worked, that was the single dimension that he offered. And everybody else then took care of everything else. I'm sure he paid taxes. And I'm you know, sure probably he mowed the yard or something or got the car washed. But that was about it. Now, I don't mean to pick on those older images. Those are Hollywood images, and I'm sure they don't fully match the ways that our fathers and our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers lived. But I want to make sure that I hold up that, that image because it is possible for us to absorb that when, in fact, a good man is not a single blade, if I can stick with that knife image for a moment. He doesn't just work and then fold up you know, when he comes home, and then everything else is left to wife and kids. Instead, a good man is a Swiss army knife. Now, I hope you know that image. I grew up in Europe, and so Swiss army knives and all of their fancy ways were very, very much part of my youth. And so you can have a massive Swiss army knife, which really is used for camping. I mean, you can do everything from tune the car to you know do surgery with one of those things. They've got... Phillips head and straight screwdriver heads on them. They've got scissors in them. They've got magnifying glasses, some of them. They've got just about everything. You can do almost everything. They've got needles for sewing and just about everything you can think of. And then some of them are simpler. They're just two or three different blades and, you know, maybe a bottle opener and uh, maybe a flathead screwdriver. But all the, all that to say um, that uh, I think that a Swiss army knife well represents what a man is meant to be. And if you're going to be a good man, I know that's why you listen to this podcast. If you're going to be a good man, if you're going to be the man you're made to be, uh, you're going to have to realize that God has made you as a Swiss army knife, so to speak, that you are meant to have many functions. Uh, you are meant to be uh, an encourager. You are meant to be, yes, a provider. Uh, you are meant to be a protector. 
You are meant to lead spiritually. Uh, you are meant to serve in the most basic ways. A good man cleans toilets. A good man takes out the trash. The good man kills the spider in the bedroom. The good man does all of those things. Uh, you're going to have to be an educator. Uh, absolutely. You cannot. No, no generation of parents. This is not a commentary on our current education or certainly not our public schools. No generation of parents can leave education entirely to uh, the public systems or, for that matter, private schools. You have to be an educator, especially, by the way, if you're a person of faith, if you're a Christian, uh, but, a, but a person of faith broadly, you've got to teach in the home. You've got to teach what they're not going to learn elsewhere. And I'll tell you, I'll go a step beyond that. I, I, I have taught Af- African-American history at various African-American schools. I'm constantly telling African-American parents, you want your kids to know African-American history? Don't leave it to the schools. You got to teach that at home. You got to have a summer reading program that you give money for, or you promise a vacation for, or you rehearse that stuff at dinner over pizza or whatever. You've got to teach them what you want want them to know. You want your kids to know the Bible? Don't assume Sunday school's doing it. Don't assume the Christian school you send your kid to is doing it. You you know what I'm saying? My Jewish friends, we say the same thing about the Torah. As good as the as the synagogue education system might be, you've got to teach in the home. And of course, for a more orthodox Jew, uh, observant Jew, as they say, uh, obviously a lot of these educational features are built into uh, the feasts and the holy days. So I'm not going off point. I'm making the point that you've got to be an educator. You can't just leave that to the schools and to the wife. That's not going to work. Obviously, you've got to be a man uh, who is able to have a number of different economic lives. I don't think any man today should just have one job. That's it. He relies on it and he blindly goes to it every day and goes home and never thinks about other income streams, never thinks about increase. Um, a wise man has multiple income streams. And that could be as simple as, you know, having a large garden that you sell from or or have it an online store. Or uh, There are a lot of ways to go for that. But uh, having multiple income streams, you want to have two or three income streams. So if one of them shuts down, or 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 a business becomes overly competitive, or you have a problem in a certain area, or have a health crisis, that you still have income, and of course you want to have investments. Now you get the point. Uh, I'm not trying to make you exhausted with this podcast by causing you to think of all these things that you have to do, but I do want you to realize that a good man, and many of many of you are already there has to be a Swiss army knife. He has a lot of different functions. And it's not just about the practical tools in the home, although may you be good at all that kind of stuff. I don't tune my own cars. I don't fix my own water heater. Don't know anything about it, but I make sure it gets done. So don't don't get freaked out about having to know how to do everything. But see yourself as a serving, eager to make a difference Swiss army knife, a person with as many skills as you can as you can get, a person who is serving, a person who's engaged, a person who's involved at every level. Some things you're going to farm out and pay others to do. And some things, yeah, like in our house, I've told you many times that the actual banking and the uh, the, the finance, even though we make the economic decisions in our family together, uh, Bev has degrees in higher math. And so she handles the, the banking and she handles the actual bookkeeping and she oversees the bookkeeper and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you you obviously want a division of labor. That's how you get things done. But a man sees himself as a multifaceted servant of God and servant leader of his family. Servant king, somebody once said. But I think servant leader might be better in this context. So you want to gain skills and you want to you want to bring out the same diverse skills that you may work on use on the job in your home. You want to encourage, you want to coach, you want to guide, uh you you want to be with uh, yeah, you probably probably need to be athletic trainer a little bit. Yeah, you might need to be 
uh, academic coach and, and, and teacher. And yeah, you might need to be head cheerleader at some times. And yeah, you might need to be the guy who gets up there and fixes the thing in the ceiling. And then of course you turn around and, and who knows, maybe the wife's putting on a little bit of weight and she's saying, Hey, would you walk with me twice a day or once a day or whatever? I mean, all of these things. And by the way, you're going to have to be chaplain to your home. You're going to have to be the guy who's uh, keeping tabs on the, on the culture of your home. I want you to be the guardian of the culture of your home. So it's a way of thinking, and it shouldn't bring exhaustion. It should bring joy. But do not be a one-bladed man. <laughs> do not be a guy who has one function. I go to work. I come home. I do as little as I can. I'm deserving. Everybody else served me. That's going to produce a, a weak home. It's going to produce an uninspiring home. It's not going to launch anybody to the best they're called to be. It's going to produce resentment. And by the way, you won't be fulfilling what you're made to do. Be the Swiss Army knife God's called you to be. Serve with all the gifts you have. We're not talking about five hours each. We're Sometimes we're talking about a five-minute task. We're talking about a 10-minute task. But see yourself as the responsible one and watch what happens in your home. So here is the lesson. Here is what great men do. They are Swiss army knives. I'm reminded as I close of a scene from Churchill. Some of you know I love Winston Churchill and read about him constantly and use him as my illustration. Here he was, prime minister of England. But one day when his assistant walked in and looked at what was spread out on his desk, he was studying the best way to use, an, in America, we would call it an erector set, the old erector sets with little metal pieces and screws and bolts so you could build something. In England, it was called a Locarno set. But it, what's, what was spread out on the prime minister's desk during his lunch hour, he was studying how best to build basically an erector set, a Locarno set kind of thing in the most advanced way uh, so he could go back and really be with his children and do it well and make it fun and make it challenging and make it exciting. That's the kind of thing good men do. And I know you want to be one. To join the Great Man community, or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.